back. Uh, it's been, I think I counted uh, about three months, and which is how old my son is right now. So life change, uh, had a son, that's why we took a break, but we are back. The World Cup is, is here. I know there are mixed feelings about the World Cup, uh, but I'm happy to be joined by Justin and Manny. Uh, welcome, guys. Like, how's it going? Good. Great. Bori, Bori, I thought you were going to say it's been three months, about as old as some of these stadiums that are going to be played in, in Qatar, <laughs> instead of your son. But we'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Um, but no, let, let's get straight into it. I think, you know, just want to give our, our listeners a, a preview of what we're going to do today. So this will be the first part of our World Cup preview, and we're going to talk about the top four or the first four uh, groups and give our top two and then give our reasons why, you know. And, of course, we'll naturally delve into the squads and why people, certain people are left out and should people, certain people should have been called up. Um, so it's going to be fun. I can't wait to get started. I think I'm just going to go straight into it. Um, there's a lot to cover in this first group because, you know, before I hit, before we hit record, Justin had an implicit hot take. And I, I, and I think we know, I think I know where this is going. But um, so, guys, I'm going to talk about the first group. We have Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal and Netherlands. First of all, I did not know about this, but. It, it seemed like the Qatar Ecuador game was moved to Sunday. Like I, I didn't realize actually that that you know th- there was there was a, a drama around that. Does anybody have any insight to that? When uh, you seemingly um, paid a boatload of money to ensure that the World Cup, the most watched sporting event in the world, is going to occur in your country then i'm sure that you know you it doesn't cost that much more to ensure that you're you can secure a day for the world to watch your team play and kick off this glorious event once in a lifetime first world cup possibly only world cup that will ever occur outside of the confines of a summer window so there that's my take and Unfortunately, they're going up against Ecuador, which you would want to see, not to take anything away from Ecuador, but this is one of those things where to kick off something that is, like I said, as monumental, it's the first time that it's being hosted in a Middle Eastern country in the winter. Um, you know, I, for one, would have loved to have seen um, like, a, like a country of like the status of like a Germany, a Portugal, a France, uh, a real powerhouse in the in the in the in the sport. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, well, why don't we get into the, into that first game? Uh, well, actually, let's do this. Why don't we get into the top two for each of us? Um, and I think we have to start with Justin because I think Justin is just really eager to go into into this conversation. So, uh, uh, Justin, can you talk about your your top two of this group and why? Well, actually, just Talk about top two, and then we'll talk about why later. Yeah, let's go just around the horn real quick and talk about top two. And my top two are going to be – so do we want to say who we think is going to be number one and who's going to be number two? Oh, it doesn't matter. We can kind of uh, – Or just in general, yeah. just the top two. In general, okay. yeah. That makes it easier then. The top two are going to be the Netherlands and uh, – wait a minute – Qatar. 
Okay. All right. The host. The host has All right. All right. All right. Uh, well, sports watching continues. And I actually have a lot of thoughts about the nation. Well, like just like some other thoughts about like the nature of this World Cup. So, and I think this is the group to talk about them. But let's go. Uh, let's go to Manny and Bori. If you you all want to share who you think your top two are going to be. I mean, for me, straight straight Senegal and Netherlands. I don't know. I don't know why this is even the debate. I, I don't know what the record is on on host nations dropping out in the group stage. Maybe South Africa. Boring. Boring picks. In 2010, um, or 20 whatever, whenever that World Cup was. Um, but definitely Senegal and Netherlands. I, I don't think there's any two ways about it. Champions of Africa too. So don't forget that. Uh, Manny. Yeah. I mean, I'll even. Again, I agree. I'll even say Netherlands, like Boris said, are the winners, and then Senegal are the runners-up. Sadio Mane, no Sadio Mane, it won't matter. They're they're still going to qualify out of this uh, out of the group stage. Nope. All right. Well, let's delve into why. It seems like there is a, a you know, a black sheep uh, to say in this conversation. So. Uh, Justin, I'm going to give you the floor. I, I think you're probably the only one in this in in the whole of America that's watched Qatar play. Um, so why don't you tell us why Qatar will no, have let's this? Let's not get carried away. Much like when Arsenal signs some player from a farmers league like the Syria, um, and I get very excited about them. I know about Qatar purely from uh, YouTube highlight clips that I uh, have delved into a little bit, and I'll tell you they look pretty good. And admittedly, their competition has been, uh, whatever, mostly AFC teams. And I was the hosts. They obviously haven't had really any stakes behind their games. They've automatically qualified for this tournament. However, I think they this this country has obviously invested a lot of money, uh, as Manny alluded to, both on the front end uh, of the tournament during the bidding process, but ever since then as well. And that's gotten into infrastructure. They've set up a bunch of all the stadiums but they've also invested a lot into the sport itself, like their domestic league, uh, player development. And if you look at their roster, it is all like, you know, like th- these are all players who play in their domestic league uh, for the, I think almost entirely, actually. Um, they did bring in a Spanish uh, manager though, but um, yeah, I mean, like they've invested a lot of time and effort. They want, this is a big coming out party for them. They want to be big on the world stage. So they don't want to just host a tournament and then get embarrassed on the field. They also want to perform. And I think that with the home field advantage, uh, environmental factors, the fact that they've been preparing for this without having the pressure of actually qualifying for so long, um, all runs in their favor. Whereas for Senegal, and I think we'll talk about this later when we talk about some other big teams and other groups, I'll be interested to hear what you all think. Um, I think history has shown that when a country Shortly after a country wins a major tournament, they sometimes have a little bit of dip in form. And I think Senegal may be uh, the victims of this, particularly with Sadio Mane's injury. Um, and that's like, just like, you know, the piling up of fixtures for players who play in like the big European leagues. Um, like I said, that come down from winning um, AFCON. I think that these sorts of things will play a role into um, Senegal falling just short of expectations. I see where you're going with that, but that's my reason for choosing Senegal over Qatar because I feel like Qatar has not had that team camaraderie of like, you know, just playing in a tournament where they need to go for a trophy and then eventually winning it. Like, I would actually rebut what you said, you know, with like, because I think it's a little different with, with, um, 
with national teams because you don't play every week, week in week out like you do with the club. Um, and so I think the fact that they won uh, that last AFCON, I think that honestly is a feel for them to really go far and give them the confidence. And um, I don't know, I should have done my, my homework here, but I don't know the, the diff between this current team and that team that won AFCON. Uh, but I see the same sort of players, right? And I think for me, the reason why I chose Senegal was defensively, they are going to be strong, right? Uh, we're talking about, you know, I mean, I don't need to, to mention, but Mendy and, and Idris Agueya and, and also Koulibaly in the defense. Uh, obviously, Mane is not going to be there in the beginning. Um, and and so that that's where they could fall short. But uh, I think, you know, I think I think Senegal is a stronger team that has more experience playing together. Um, let's be honest, like the Qatar team, how many times have they played together in major tournaments? And I think that would show up in that situation. But yes, uh, home advantage is, is very hard to beat. Um, but I, I think I think Senegal will at least be the remaining two, and maybe maybe they may even be able to draw the Netherlands. But you know we'll see what um, uh, the coach and I'm kind of blanking on his name now um, of Netherlands has in store. Manny, what what are your thoughts? I almost cut off Justin as soon as he started talking about Qatar and their chances. So to Justin's point about the infrastructure and, you know, everything that they've done, um, the Spanish coach that they brought in, most of these players are coming from a particular club in, in, in Doha uh, called Al Sad, which is the club that Xabi Hernandez was managing prior to going over to Barcelona. But let me tell you a thing. They're about to go from Al Sad to Al Sad when they don't make it out of the qualifying groups, Justin. Oh, boy. Because just, oh they do not have... Look it up, if you guys don't believe me. That's the name of the, of the team. They don't have the experience that you need when you get to a, an event like the World Cup, right? You know, like, this is going to be... The first time, and the only reason why they even made the tournament is because they're the hosts, right? And Senegal has, apart from, like I said, apart from the fact that they have great players, they have a coach that has played in the World Cup and done very well when he played for Senegal years ago. And they have kind of a chip on their shoulder, all right? They're the, the, the kings of Africa, right? They're the champions of Africa. They're going in with, you know, this perception that they are the strongest um, African team. And I don't see anyone apart from the Netherlands with Louis van Gaal is the coach uh, of Bori, which, I mean, you can't rival squad for squad. The Netherlands just has a completely different level of players right well so to be yeah but to be fair yeah go ahead bori to be fair actually you know what you know what i'm actually just thinking now actually i may actually i don't know we'll see but one it's louis van Gaal. that's my problem that's my issue that's my first problem louis van Gaal. i think yes netherlands has a lot of stars but the problem is before they i think 
between now and like maybe a year or so ago, they've actually improved a lot. Like they had that run, I think, in the Nations League or in the Euros, uh, one of those tournaments. Um, but before that, they were completely trash, right? So now I'm not sure what Netherlands were going to get in the World Cup. I, I would assume, of course, they would get their stuff together. I would assume so. But I actually wouldn't be surprised if Netherlands come off to be like, third place actually I, like i won't be surprised is, is my point to who? But, well, third place to who well now now this is my other point before i answer that question mm. i know I, and many you said this and i don't want to say it because you know like i don't i don't want to make claims that maybe i don't know that are factually correct but you know obviously they've made claims that qatar paid money for this and that like and i don't think fifa will let anybody bribe the the uh the refs but you know they've already bribed some other people uh, supposedly so i don't see how the refs are out of it so there could be controversial calls right like that could go in the favor of qatar uh so that's the only other thing i would i would mention as like a caveat to my netherlands and senegal going ahead but i, I do think senegal has to go ahead i think they will be be going ahead the question is for me it's between netherlands and qatar and you know Okay. Well, before we move on to out of this group, I actually want to make one point about all the hubbub about like this World Cup being played at this time of year and everything. And again, I think this is a issue that we come up we we address frequently on this podcast is like you know, understandably the Eurocentric like view of the football world, like Every single World Cup before this has taken place right smack dab in the middle of the domestic leagues of like South American leagues. Um, that I mean, like the MLS, MLS, yeah, yeah, but like you know, it's just like the big European leagues that play that this is like interrupting their like seasons. Um, and like you know, in terms of like weather and everything like that, like you know, we also play World Cups in the winter time for you know, um, nations in the southern latitudes. Like when we host the World Cup in Brazil, that's their winter. Right when we hosted in the in in um, June and July, so I don't know. I think all the hubbub about like, oh, this is not right. We can't play it in the winter. Like you know, it, it's been played in the winter. It's just hasn't been played in you know um, northern hemisphere Eurocentric world mm-hmm. um, in I, their I winter agree. season. I agree. I think, but but I think the problem with that though is the way Qatar. Let's say let's say Qatar did it in a clean way in in the the. You know, uh, maybe there was no sure. controversy yeah. around the way they got it. I think I'll be fine with the way they did it right now, which is like we should include every every country, every like Australia. I don't think Australia has ever hosted the World Cup or any countries in Australia has hosted the World Cup. So like yeah. we should definitely include everybody. And if we do play in Australia, it will be in the winter, actually, which is funny. Yeah. So, um, but but yeah, to your point, uh, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I just hate the way that Qatar went about it. And that's the problem that like, I think that's kind of fueled a lot of people saying what, you know, that's what fair. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's the, the, I forget about even the bidding. We'll, we'll have to talk about this right. maybe in next in the, the second part of this, if we want to return to the subject. But it's like, it, you know, it's also like the, the actual controversy of what's happened to the people who have worked uh, right. construct exactly. the venues for this. Exactly. But, um, yeah. 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 Anyways, let's move on to Group B because that's the group uh, that will probably spend most of our time because there's so many squad selection controversy and just like it seems somewhat of a 
I don't know if it's like a group of death ish kind of group, but it seems like a not a, a straightforward group. Uh, and honestly, I smell an upset in this group. I think for sure one of England or United States will actually be third. I just don't know who. Um, but um, I, does anyone want to start or do I do? I, you know what? I already start. I already spoke, so I'm going to start. Now, I don't know if this is my feelings going into this um, or if, if I'm just being biased here. So I would say that England will finish. Uh, England will finish third. United States will finish top two and Just say it, Iran. So, yeah, Iran. Top two. Yeah. Iran and the US? Yep. British Isles get blanked. Nobody would, neither Wales nor I, England move on. Yeah, I think Wales barely qualified um, because they had to go through the playoffs and, and that was not straightforward. Um, Bale has not played in, in a. Okay. No offense to MLS fans, but Bale has hey, played in the MLS hey. last six months. Watch MLS story. champion, MLS champion. Put some respect yeah. on his name, Bill I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know he's got that last-minute winner and, and all, but I think it's not at the level that you'd expect. So given that, although he's still a natural, I, I, I think Wills would just not cut it. I think that's just simply, simply the situation. But I think either one of the U.S. or... I think there'll be an upset in this group for sure, and that there'll be an unexpected team that goes forward in this group. That's my feeling. Manny, I'm curious. I think you're underestimating a, a thing right now. I think uh, when you said that, um, I think you are underestimating the potential of the Welsh players as far as the quality of players that they have. If you go through the roster, they're not, a-listers per se that stand out, but they are certainly players that have that are versatile and can be utilized um, in different systems. I'm talking about your Dan James, your Ethan Ampadus, you know, your, uh, like those players, your, you know, those guys, right? Like your Kiefer Moores, all of those. Bale obviously is the face of of that team and will be, you know, until he you know, retires from, from international, um, duty. But the other thing I think you're underestimating is how poor the coaches are for England and the U S and I think it's no secret starting from the fact that we've seen these teams play, um, like night and day, uh, over the past, over the course of the tenure of these coaches, right? Like we saw, Southgate and what he did with England and the Euros. And then we saw what he didn't do with the Nations League that, you know, where they were just horrible. And the same thing goes for uh, Greg Triple G with what he did winning. Yeah, like beating Mexico, right? Like uh, in the tournament, what was it, like two years ago or something like that or a year ago? And then you see that they couldn't even beat uh, the likes of like Saudi Arabia, Japan, 
and some of these other uh, teams that they've selectively chose as a tune-up for the World Cup, right? So, yes, Wales might not have the quality of players that England and the U.S. do, but at the same time, I think it, you know, it's it's the coach's decision, right? And these coaches, I don't have faith in them and picking out the right players from the get-go. Um, I feel like there's a there's going to be a huge learning curve. And oh boy. quite honestly, with the with the way that these two teams are playing, you can't tell me that Iran and, and Wales are actually like scared to go up against either of these teams, right? Like they they have nothing to lose. Like let's be honest, all the pressure is on England and the U.S. Um, one A and one B in this group. That's what everybody's thinking. This is what they're looking forward to. They expect these two teams to make it out. Um, you know, it's gonna be it's it's not gonna be a, a a walk in the park. I think it'll be anything but that. And I think they're in for a rude awakening. Yeah. So sorry. Man, I it sounds it. like so, yeah. Sorry. So it sounds you like you're now? building up to That's something. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you're building up to something really spicy. Are you about to say who who are your two qualifiers? Yes. With that being said, England and the U.S. will both advance to them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair point. Fair point. All right. Okay. Uh, I was like just, on the edge of my seat. You're really uh, hyping me up. Oh, um, okay. Honestly, it's one of those things where, like, you know, your heart says something, but your heart, you know, your head says something, but your heart says something else. And right. I, I feel that. I honestly feel that I could see both of them not making it, right? Like like I said, they have all the pressures on them. The other teams have nothing to lose. I I don't have as much faith in, in Iran, to be honest, but I could see Wales knocking out one of the – Wales being – so I'll say this. Wales will be one of the teams that makes it out. And the second team will be a toss-up between the U.S. and England. That's my prediction. So Wales. So you say Wales does advance. Does advance. Okay. Wales does advance. Right. And the U.S. and one of the U.S. and England. I say one of those. It's a toss-up. So okay. that's my spicy take. I also have Wales advancing as well as England. And up until a couple months ago, I actually was very firmly of the opinion that Iran was going to be the big upset. But I think with recent current events in Iran, I think the players' minds, there's, you know, some things are bigger than football. And I, I wonder how that's going to impact the Iranian team. Yeah, um, I, I would say, I mean, don't you think that would be actually a reason for them to even fight more? Yeah, do you think that would be like a catalyst or a motivator? Um, I don't know, because I don't think, I, I, it depends on, it dep- you know, I don't think we need to, none of us are educated enough to delve into um, the political affiliations of the players on the team, but like I would assume that if they are more, that their thoughts and minds are more with the people of the nation as opposed to the regime, that that would be, you know, if they were to advance in this tournament, they're going to be held up as props, kind of, right? Like you know, for the whoever's in power, um, as is the case with any country that that does well in the World Cup, you know, they get to visit the. Uh, their nation's leader and shake hands and do photo ops and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not sure, you know, it, it is like, you know, this is totally speculative also on my part, but because um, I, I really That's actually think, point. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, like Manny, um, you were denigrating Triple G in the U.S. national team for their failures against nations like 
Saudi Arabia, Japan. I actually, as a general rule of thumb, I think the AFC teams are going to do surprisingly well in this World Cup. I think they all have like, you know, none of them are like world beaters, but they all have like just that like something about them like just speaks to me as like they they all of them could be like upset like you know upset potential between like mm-hmm. Qatar, uh, Iran, Saudi Arabia, uh, Japan like all of them I feel like have upset potential, but um and the- for this one I'm gonna go yeah I, I think Wales um and we keep on forgetting nobody I, I can't believe nobody said his name yet Aaron Ramsey obviously Aaron Ramsey is gonna be the catalyst. Wait wait a minute where is Aaron Ramsey right now actually I I know he <laughs> left UV because UV didn't want to pay his high salary or I think he left. Uh, Oh, his contract is over or something. Uh, Aaron Ramsey is uh, playing for Nice. Oh gosh, him and uh, Schmeichel. Uh, him and Schmeichel, and I think uh, Nicola Pepe is over there too. Is oh, Nick, oh Pepe? that's so true. Oh my gosh, um, I didn't realize Pepe was not in the Arsenal squad, but now I realize, yeah, he's not. He's not in the Arsenal squad. So, uh, but actually, before we we move on from this. First of all, we got to talk about the squad selection, the most controversial one, and that's England, right? Um, so I think one of the reasons why I moved England towards not qualifying out of this group is because I look at the defense, right? So let, let's just take a look at the defense, right? We have Trippier, we have uh, Alexander-Arnold, we have Kyle Walker, we have Ben White, Harry Maguire, John Stones, Eric Dyer, Connor Cody, Luke Shaw. Okay, out, out of those names, that I've mentioned to you right now, the only defender I'm like, or maybe the few defenders I can be like, okay, that's a defender, is Trippier. But I'll give it to Ben White because he's had a good first half of the uh, first, what, 14 games of the season or whatever. Um, Kyle Walker just came back from injury, so he was doing okay before he went on injury, so like, I don't know what Kyle Walker we're going to get. The rest, for me, rubbish. I do not understand how this team is going to defend, especially the way they play defensively, how they're going to defend with these defenders. Because this is like we only talk about two two quality defenders or two unformed defenders. And let's be honest, we don't know how they're going to do in England because it's always a different, you know, tactic, different kind of style of play and pattern of play when you go to the national team. So now we're talking about, okay, we're not sure about these two solid ones the rest are complete rubbish how who's going to defend right is it is it pickford going to be just yelling at these people the whole time who actually is pickford going to be number one i don't even know but actually i yeah, think I don't know. On the, in, in the keeper realm they're fine i think they're fine there but i do not trust the defenders I, I i absolutely have no faith and that's why i think sure they may score goals but they will concede a lot of goals well the thing about southgate's team for as long as he's been the manager of England is the complete opposite, right? It's like they don't score goals, but they're very good at defensive. They're very good defensively. And that is including um, the bedrock of the England defense, which is Harry Maguire. He like is a totally different player when he plays for the national team. So I think England, even despite like the roster, like not, you know, raising some eyebrows, like you said, Bori, like is kind of Southgate's thing to defend in numbers and to be very anti-football. He's a he's a football terrorist and he's going to just like, you know, the England's going to like advance out of this group with like whatever. Two goals scored, zero against and they'll have like two wins and one tie or something stupid like that. Like, you know, it's there it's going to be something like that is going to happen with them, I feel. Which is a shame because they have like you said, uh 
on paper, they're attacking who they have in attack is like very like exciting, but unfortunately they're not allowed to play particularly uh, exciting football when they're on the field for Southgate. I'm calling it right now. It's going to be a 5-3-2, and I'm calling it, it's going to be Bukayo Saka and Raheem Sterling as wingbacks. I'm just, I'm just letting you guys know right now. I'm just letting you All know right. right now. I'm just letting you know right now. That's exactly what's going to happen. Um, in all honesty, there's like at least I'm looking at the squad. There's at least four or five players that are here just on their namesake and for the clubs they play in which and, and for the clubs in, in which they play for. I'm talking about your Harry Maguire's. I'm talking about your Calvin Phillips, your your Walkers, your Eric Dyer. Um, yes. How is your, he in the Dyer, Dyer instead of Dyer instead Jack, of Tamore. Your Jack Grealish, your Jack Grealishes, um, your Callum Wilsons. Your Cal- no. Well, no, 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 <laughs> Callum, no, 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 no. I think now, Callum he Wilson. Here's the thing, nah. Callum Wilson. No, I no, you should have brought. No, why is that? Sp- that is that is Ivan Tony's spot on the roster. What is Callum? Fair Callum William Wilson. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, well, okay. Actually, I w- I would say this. Let's be honest. What's Raheem Sterling doing there? What, what's Sterling? Let, let's see. Manny, I don't know how you feel about this. I know you're a Chelsea fan, but what is Sterling doing there? He's not had a good, right. good season. But, right, but he's a winger. Where I'm looking at the at the way in with the, in which they play, right? So I would have dropped. Honestly, that you could. Raheem Sterling has at least been playing, whereas the likes of uh, Kelvin Phillips, uh, uh, Mark Marcus uh, Rashford. They have all been injured for a good time. They've missed a good amount of the season already. Why not take players that are actually informed that deserve to play that can add something to the team? I mean, there's for for every like one big name big name star player that plays for a big club or a top top six club, there's two players that are equally as good, if not better, elsewhere. Like I'm actually surprised that Southgate got. And and his pro- this was probably like the pressure of the fans and the media that he actually finally came around and 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 took Madison. No, I think for the longest think, time. But I'm I'm looking at these players and I'm like I would have taken a James Ward Prowse over a Calvin Phillips. I would have taken um, I would have taken instead of a Marcus Rashford and Ivan Tony. I would have taken instead of a right. a Jack Grealish as a forward. I would have taken like an Ollie Watkins. Um, so, someone that can so, change and give them a different dimension, uh, you know. And don't even get yeah. me started on on that back line. Let's let's be honest. Turkowski, there's a there's a bunch of like Dunk. There's a bunch of players that are way better than this guy, right? Like that that <laughs> they have, right? Like I don't even want to get into it. And yeah, have these. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm calling it five three two. He, I think it feels like he either. He did two things to pick the squad. Either he just put a bunch of names in the hat and was picking them. I'm not even joking. I wouldn't be surprised if he did that for some of the positions. The other thing that he could have possibly done is, or the reason why he has this team is, I think this squad is similar to, or close to the the squad from, well, maybe maybe not exactly, actually. I was going to say, like, maybe it's closer to the squad from, from the last World Cup, but actually looking at it, only the forward line seemed to be a little closer to the to to what was there four years ago, but and the midfield looks completely different actually. But um, 
I'm just I'm just lost. I, I honestly I'm lost. Um, and it feels like and and I think what he uh, only B- Bellingham is the only player outside of the of the UK, right? That plays outside of the UK, I believe. I think he's everybody the only else other, plays. Yeah, he's the only other player that plays yeah. in, a, in a good league. Yeah, I think the problem. So <laughs> okay, I'm right. just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, so no, but actually though, I I think I mean I I'm not saying obviously I I actually I think I saw um um the coach at one of the Roma's game watching Tammy Abraham, but um my point is it feels like he's not, he's not paying attention to outside of England, which is for me weird and kind of crazy, um because you're playing people that are outside of England and not everyone plays in the EPL, but also I just think like I just look at some of these names I'm just like there's no way he picked these names like something something else picked this name i i, I there's no way the coach of england picked this names because it doesn't make any sense to me maybe um, he left all his player notes in his uh waistcoat and he didn't have them. <laughs> he's he's got he's like actually uh he's not doing the waistcoat so often i've noticed that's oh, because okay. they started that that's because uh they nicknamed that the media did and then he he, he took offense to it so now you know he had to get rid of it, so we'll see. We'll see how he dresses up. Right. All right. Because, right. Because that's that's what's going to shut up the English um, right. media. The well, English you press know, when he stops wearing the waistcoat. Well, you stop know, criticizing you, him now. Well, you know, it's like one thing to say, like, oh, we have Greg Brerhalter versus Gareth Southgate, or you could say we got waistcoat versus sneakers. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. We. I know we got to um, move on, boy. I know you want to yeah. move us on, but do we want to do like just? Super, super quick, if there's any hot, any, any thoughts about the USA squad? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I Never think, mind. So there's no, there's no that, striker. There's no striker. That's what I see. Well, I mean, that's good. There's no point of reference for defenders, and that could confuse them. I think Pulisic is going to actually show up in the World Cup um, because he'll be playing to prove something, I guess. To, to the to Chelsea and and whatever, um of course he would want to get fired. I think one thing that the U.S. team has a spirit like they will they would fight till the end, right? So, um but I'm not gonna lie, I have no faith in them. And although I did pick USA over them, I think honestly the game between the England and the USA, unless it's a tie, will decide who which of them goes goes ahead. Um, but I, the way England plays, I don't see them scoring any goal in that game, and so it's going to be either a zero-zero or one-zero kind of game where you know USA scores in a corner kick or something like that. Um, so I'm calling it right now by three-two with Pulisic and uh, Gio Reyna as wingers or right. wingbacks, wingbacks. Sorry. Wing backs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the to the to another group. I think Group C uh, is probably what we've heard a lot of World Cup pundits and bookies say the winner of this whole tournament will be from. So uh, let's delve into it. We have Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. Um, Justin, I'm going to give you the floor and to kind of start with your top two. Um, man, I'm like so tempted to. To go hot take again. All right, well, number one is Argentina, and Argentina is my pick to win the whole thing. Oh, I didn't even ask you for that. Um, you already just. Gave I know. That. We'll talk about that later. Wow. This is, but yeah, uh, Argentina is my is le- winning the group, and then my number two. Oh boy, am I gonna go? Am I gonna go hot take? 
Go hot take. But there's okay, no way. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Saudi Arabia. Oh, okay. No way. No way. No freaking way. All right. Um. Cool. Well, I'll go. Did you um, Did you get bribed by them too? <laughs> did you get bribed by these countries? Hey, when all this money's flying around, I say like, you know, get you, get you some. So <laughs> just, from what I understand, Qatar and Saudi Arabia are not friends. Um. So I wonder if they will there will be some ill treatment for them but again that's aside no. i'm not gonna say that's political i'm not gonna go into that i give it to okay. Argentina. let me let me argument. okay let me pull it back let me pull it back and okay pull, I, I went off yeah. the, i went off the thermostat on that one <laughs> uh, like i'm gonna i'll i'm gonna say poland then okay. but poland All is right. just like poland always disappoints poland always disappoints at the world yeah. cup is my thing it's always lewandowski like like putting the team on his back and trying to carry them to victory but um, yeah. you mean Poland. like he's doing this season with Barcelona? Uh, right. So maybe he's in form. He's been. That's true. I don't know. But uh, fine. I'll say I'll say Poland. Yeah. So it's weird. It's weird um, that I'm going to say this. But first of all, I think no one, everyone is probably going to say Argentina. Maybe not Manu because he hates Messi. But <laughs> but um, I think Mexico would pull it because of of Ochoa. I don't know if you are the meme <laughs> that Ostra basically becomes a, a a merge of like Buffon, Neuer, and like what one other keeper into <laughs> one keeper. Um, but no, I think I think Mexico Mexico would do, go ahead. Um, however, though, I, I do think talk, talking about Poland real quick. Uh, you know what, Manny, go ahead, go ahead with yours, and then we'll talk about delve into this. So Argentina and Mexico. Yeah, Argentina, Mexico. Okay, okay. Okay, cool. Ah, man. I mean, I'm just, I'm not going to go as far as so I don't hate Messi, all right? Let's let's get that straight. I don't hate Messi. I just I hate how everyone wants to ride the media wants it like this is obviously his last World Cup as is the case with many players like Ronaldo and mm-hmm. you know, and possibly like you know, the French god known as Olivier Giroud. And what I'm trying to get at is there's this narrative where everybody wants to romanticize and build up this fantasy of like Messi Mm -hmm. riding off into the sunset with Mm -hmm. the only trophy that's eluded him throughout his entire career. And Mm -hmm. I'm not buying it. And I'm not buying it. Now, I do buy that they will get make it out of the group stage. I'll, I'll give you that. Yes. But I don't think that. I'm ready to make a claim as bold as Justin's because you don't know what the next round of fixtures is going to be like, who they're mm-hmm. going to match up with, right? And I've well, watched we, them, we could try I've, it. We could try it, right? There's a prediction. This no, is a prediction I, show, Manny. You okay, got to so, get it, oh, yourself out on a limb. All right, I think I'll they predict, can take all comers. That's why I'm saying. I'll predict that they don't make it to there. I, I, give, them, I give them making it to the, to the quarters. And yeah. they bow out mm-hmm. of the quarters. But I don't think that they win it. Um, mm-hmm. Now, interestingly enough, earlier today, there were reports that their Poland has been, well, I'm going to use the word attacked, or there's been an attack on Poland, right? And I don't know if you had heard about this breaking news. Mm-hmm. And now... What, what do you yeah. mean, what do you mean attack on Poland? Sorry. Uh, th- so there were some... 
missiles that were fired <gasps> in Polish territory and earlier, and right, they're still trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, you guys can Google it real quick. I, I don't know. This was like, you know, right. this happened not too long ago, but I was ready to say Poland. But then hearing Justin talk about Iran and maybe their mindset isn't 100% in the, in, in the tournament um, and could be with, you know, the people back home. I don't know. You know, this is a tournament that comes once every four years. And you would think that these players understand um, how important it is to be focused. But at the same time, they're human. Right. So, you know, you have to empathize with what could be going on with them. Right. They have family. They have friends. It's everything they know back home. And I'm wondering if that might affect Poland the same way that it would affect Iran playing in this tournament while there is something more serious um, or more grave situation back home. And so I was ready to say Poland, but I have now, I think I'm going to go with Mexico based on the fact that I don't know, again, the state of mind of some of these players based on the, you know, what happened earlier. So, yeah. So I was just, I was just reading it. Like, I mean, they've not determined what fired or who fired the missile so it's possible that maybe hopefully i'm hoping it was a, a mistake from not from russia obviously because that would be bad but maybe i don't know something else but um yeah that's a fair point yeah. um because if it's a is a russian thing then yeah i can see how that would definitely because these are people that have families back home right i'm not going to concentrate on on the game i'm going to be like is my family safe and is my extended family safe so that is definitely a fair point uh, to bring yeah. up, actually. Man. Yeah, here's hoping it's, I mean, I, from what I've read so far, like Manny said, it's a breaking story, right? But, like, from what I've seen, it, it looks like it's, you know, maybe most likely a an, an errant missile or, you know, something like that. Uh, it was, like, just one or two missiles. I mean, one or two missiles, like, shouldn't just say just. Like, you know, it's a big deal. Two people um, did die, apparently. Yes, so. exactly. Yeah, two people did lose their lives. Um <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, here's hoping it was like, or like you said, like a mistake or like a misfire, you know, something being a missile going off course. Um, I mean, if it isn't, if that wasn't then the case, no World Cup. None no of us would be watching Cup. the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no I mean, this is true. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you, there's, what, when does it start? It starts on Sunday, right? You know, that's things, right. Things escalate very can escalate very quickly, as we've seen, you know, earlier this year in terms of geopolitics, right? So, I'm sure Qatar will pay for something to stop the postpone the war for next 30 days, and then you know they've got the money. So, but uh, let's let's I think we should probably move on because of time. Um, Manny, I don't know if I got so I think you said Argentina, and then you said maybe Poland, but because of the situation, maybe not. Yeah, I, no, I said Mexico. I think I think that just given the nature and how close it is to the this news to the tournament, I, I feel that Mexico will come in with a more focus. It's possible. Uh, okay. I but, mean, I'm just gonna throw this out here, like you know, much like I said, like AFC. I think the AFC teams are gonna look pretty good in this tournament. Concacaf is pretty dire. I think Mexico's not so great, looking pretty good, pretty bad going into this tournament but you never know you know with all these other i'm telling you ochoa ochoa that's it that's all they need scores (laughs) the goals and saves the goals so um 
All right, so good good point. One hot take from this po- this group C: If Poland does make it through, it's not really a hot take. I'm in love with this player, Zielinski. He's been killing for Roma this season. If they go far, I think he will be like the maybe one of the players of the tournament. That's my my guess, you know. But you know, I'm actually very curious to see how he plays uh, with um, with Poland uh, this time around. But Group D, the group of uh, I think we have. Tunisia, Denmark, Australia, and we also have Africa. Sorry, France. Um, so let's let's talk about our. To- well, I mean, come on. Most of the team is is African. So I, I mean, I'm just. Anyways, um, I think this is probably a fairly easy group to to um, to judge. Can can either of you help me with this? The way it works in the World Cup, right, is like the first in Group A will match the second in Group B, and then the first in Group C will match second in Group D, correct? Because if that's the case, that's correct. if France messes up, we could potentially have an Argentina-France in the round of 16, which is something that I, I was... Because I, I, you know, I don't want to talk about hot takes, but I don't think France will do well in this competition. That includes also Group D. But I'll start with my prediction for this group. I think, for me, it's fairly straightforward. Denmark and France will get out of this group. I don't think there'll be any surprise. I think Denmark will be very strong. They're actually a very strong core group. Um, and um, and France, obviously, will go through. I just don't know if France will become first. And if that's the case, Group C, if, if, if it's true that Group C first will match with Group D second, we could have an Argentina-France, which remember happened last World Cup, and and they got kicked out. So, uh, yeah, I uh, just wanted to go back to the point that Manny said about Messi, uh, which we could talk about another time too. But I also think the media is hyping him too much, and Messi does not do well with that kind of media hype. Um, anyways, uh, Manny, do you want to give your, your thoughts about this group, top two? Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. Denmark, France. Um, I'm looking at the other two squads, Australia, Tunisia. The Socceroos. Yeah, Australia, Tunisia. There's just not enough depth there um, to compete. I mean, you look at both of these squads, and it's kind of like the who's who, uh, you know, at each position. Most of these players play European football. You know, they're... Denmark has, um, I'm going to call him their talisman, you know, Christian Eriksen. Um, I think, like, he's he's going to have something like a chip on his shoulder to play with after what happened, right? Like, let's be honest, right? You know, like, could have never played football again. Here he is at the World Cup. And, um, and honestly, the way that he's been pulling the strings, um, Manchester United, I feel like, and we, you know, it's no secret that uh, pretty much everything in that uh, Danish team goes through him. He's the creator, the facilitator. I think he's going to have a, a really good tournament. And then France, come on. It's an embarrassment of riches at each position, right? And even with half that squad, I, I feel like they would still be able to make it out of this group. So. Yeah, with the second or even third team, probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, uh, Justin, do you have any difference of, from any hot takes in this group? You know it. Yep, I got a hot take for you. Oh, God. All right. If he says Tunisia, dude, I'm calling out that brown envelope. Listen to me. There's that brown, there's like two brown envelopes. 
for those of you that you guys can't see it, but there's two brown envelopes behind Justin. Uh, we can only assume there's probably some type of uh, monetary. <laughs> don't look at my, don't look at my envelopes. Don't pay any attention to the envelopes. Um, listen to me. 2018 World Cup. Previous champions Germany bottom out at bottom out in their group. Uh, also in recent memory, Spain win the World Cup, bottom out in their group the next tournament around. France, injury crisis, uh, people doing voodoo against each other, all sorts of things, right? Like I think France, France of of more of all the national teams, of all the major national teams, the ones that like are usually comp- are very competitive and top top in the world. France is the one that like every like two, three cycles, they have to have like an implosion. They need to replace the manager or replace the head coach and like, you know, do a whole like fresh refresh of the team. And then they come back, they build up over the next couple of cycles. That is this cycle for France. They're not going to advance. Instead, it's Denmark and yes, Tunisia. Wow. Okay. Okay. First of all, I'm, I'm mind blown. That it was a good hot take. Like I, I have no comeback to that. Like I actually I agree I with your let's, let's argument. Come back. France, France good? That. No, no. What I heard is uh, Zinedine Zidane is going to be announced in about three yeah. weeks' time. Yes, uh, to exactly. take on the French national squad. That's what I. That's what I heard out of this whole thing. Maybe not three. Not that long because I don't think he wants to be the manager of the team for that. Like you know, he wants to come in. Shortly, like, you know, maybe a year before a major tournament. But, uh, yes, Manny, yes. That's Corey, have I changed your mind? Have I persuaded you? No, no, you didn't because you did not because, first of all, we played Tunisia to uh, in the AFCON last year. I don't think there's been much difference. They're just a very defensive, okay. ugly, plain side. Sure, okay. they can frustrate you, but they, they can get thrown apart. Honestly, don't know anything about Australia apart from uh, I think there's a isn't there like a oh actually he he retired uh, Forster like Ben Forster was is Australian right I I can't remember anyways whatever my point is know nothing about Australia so I don't know how they're gonna play so my my point is like because they, like let's say they were in the sort of like the first group like with Senegal and Netherlands then I could be like okay yeah like that could be a possibility but because of the other people around in that group I don't think yeah. Uh, they, I don't, I think they will still make it out. But to to my point though, earlier, I think I would not be surprised if they tur- turn out to be second in that group because I don't think I think that cycle thing is also playing to my head where I'm like, okay, I definitely think they could be second, which is going to be funny for Argentina because I wonder if they see that they're going to be second, then they'll play bad in the in the third game. So you they know, don't well, you know what's you know what's funny, you know who won Group C last year. And, mm-hmm. and not last year, but into 2018 World Cup. Right. Yeah. No. No. France. And you know who was runner-up in Group D? Argentina. That's correct. Interesting. They faced each other in the round of 16 last time out. And also to pile onto this, I don't know why this hasn't been talked about. I'm like looking and I'm like, I'm like wondering if maybe Wikipedia is wrong, but because I don't remember this, France's group in Group C in the 2018 World Cup was France, Denmark, Australia, and Peru. What? Yeah. <laughs> Three of the four teams in this group have were matched up with, against each other in the last World Cup. 
Oh, that's Let interesting. Let me tell you. I did not know that. Uh, it did not turn out so good for Australia last time around. Okay, but, yeah. You know, I don't know anything about that anything about tunisia and it, you know it's 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 a fair point that like france will just get through regardless just right, because of the fact right. that it's tunisia australia. but maybe, maybe it's australia who who upsets i don't know yeah no i think i mean i think the i th- i could see tunisia drawing with france and and all the other teams tunisia are very tough like my remembrance from from pl- us playing them nigeria playing them last year was just a very tough team to break down i think france can can do it but because of the just so like the not voodoo i don't care about the voodoo stuff but because just the drama around the france team i won't be surprised if you know they're not able to break down uh tunisia so it's it's always something it's always something with the france squad every few cycles yeah anyways um is there anything else we wanted to cover before we go because you know this is it for for now um i do have my nigerian foreign players squad 11 that i would love to do but maybe we'll leave that to next episode uh but very excited to to watch the the, the game on, on sunday not really uh but i'm actually i'm excited only because you've hyped it justin i'm gonna watch qatar and i'm going to see and i think by the time we record we'll be able to would watch the game i would love to right. see and break them tactically and see if they have a chance um in, in the world cup any any last words um just hope we i mean we covered we kind of touched upon a lot of serious political situations so yeah. let's just say like you know we're hoping for the best and want everybody to be safe in those i don't know yeah um yeah. i don't know kind of manny's manny's thought made me very a little, a little somber and then we started talking about france imploding and then i got happy again but <laughs> no no yeah. i i agree i was just gonna say we hopefully it's like a a good clean tournament um you know, without too many um, scandals, if you will. Because uh, there's always, every World Cup, there's something that goes, uh, you know, that just, um, I guess, makes the headlines or takes the headlines away from uh, what we should be talking, which is, you know, these players preparing, some of them their whole lives for this moment, right? right. So. Um, hopefully for the Qatar yeah. players. Right? So what I want to say is, in short, hopefully nobody is robbed. So <laughs> of their moment, of their moment, take it as yeah. you will. We I do hope. have a friend. We do have a friend. Todd. Just, yeah, go ahead. We do have a friend Todd that is is at the going to be at the World Cup. It will be awesome to kind of call him in and and, and see how 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 everything is. So hopefully, we'll, I'll try to talk to him and see if we can. Oh, kind of that'd be fun. Yeah, and hopefully. Yeah, Todd and anybody else who's attending, like you said, like has a safe and can focus on the football and the players, everybody involved can focus on the football yeah. because, um, yeah, because there's not outside situations, political situations, conflicts that are drawing their, like, you know, that have to draw their attention by necessity elsewhere. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Anyways, that's all for today. Um, we'll see you all on Sunday where we talk about the rest of the group. Uh, with more Justin hot takes, um, I actually really love the hot takes this, in this episode. So thank, thank you, Justin, and thank you to Manny also for all your thoughts. Um, thank you all. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple, and podcast, uh, and and Google Podcast, um, and we'll talk to you on Sunday. See you. Bye-bye.